0: hey i'm B, and i'm kaylee we're two friends who have a lot in common some really similar experiences and some wildly different ones we met because of beer we bonded over comedy but maybe the thing we love most is bread and each other oh do we though
1: whatever you know you love me
0: how about you just pass the bread?
1: Well, I kind of feel like this focaccia has been uh, tantalizing I'm sorry. What? us. Oh, I'm sorry. How do you say it?
0: No, one more time.
1: I'm not. I'm not doing it. Focaccia?
0: Is that how you say it? Isn't that how, how do you say it? Focaccia.
1: Should we look this up on Google? <laughs> Am I saying this incorrectly? Focaccia?
0: I don't know. Ficaccia? I've never, I've never once heard it pronounced like that.
1: Oh, I could be wrong.
0: Let's do the Googs. All right, we're Googling live. Take it to the Googs. You might be right. Oh shit. Focaccia. fuck Focacci. <laughs> f- 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 Fuck you. <laughs> Well, Well, I stand
1: corrected. Since you baked it this week, I mean, I think that you get to call it whatever the fuck you want to. CIA is a shock. In Uh, English, yes. Mm -mm.
0: (laughs) Well, we've learned something already. We're 30 (laughs) seconds in, and I don't know how to say bread correctly. Uh, But I did make a focaccia today <laughs> and tonight. it is
1: a beautiful like topping laden focaccia that
0: yeah i really i'm excited i didn't go simple
1: to dig a fork into yeah
0: it's <laughs> it is a it's a dense one <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: oh Ugh. yeah i need two hands <laughs> Keep this plate steady, yeah.
0: so well, i I'm gonna take a bite first, and then i'll I'll elaborate so
1: well, and I can start to describe it where uh, mm-hmm. this is red onions, mm-hmm. brie, well, caramelized red onions, mm-hmm. brie, garlic,
0: figs? Did you see figs. figs? Oh man, fig preserves. yeah. So looking at, I was so excited about all these recipes because, you know, people on Instagram make them look so beautiful and the 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 topping wow. options seem imm- oh
1: that flavor. Sorry. It's I like, just too. I didn't insert myself. Okay. M- man. That is, is a lovely blend of things happening in my are mouth. Are you happy with it? I'm very happy with it. I am it.
0: too. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so sorry.
0: No. Thank you for inserting yourself. Yeah. That's a good bite. I'm taking another bite. That was a really good bite. Oh, that was all garlic. Watch for those. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) These whole heads of garlic in here. Yeah, baby. Um, No, so look, in looking at all these different recipes, I found that the bread could truly range from, like, the most simple but also probably delicious, like, olive oil and rosemary or olive oil and a selective, you know, some salt, pepper, just, like, really simple, simple ones. And then some were more in that like pizza y way of like tomato basil. Some were putting some sauce on it.
1: Um when I was looking up stuff, um, one of the things that they listed like a common topping was like olives. Like yeah. that was pretty native.
0: I saw some olive ones that also had like a peppercini, like some peppers and mm-hmm. bell peppers and um onion was a really common topping. Chives, I mean, it seems truly limitless, and I will say today, I like looked up on Instagram, I just put in the keyword and like pulled up all the results and um, <laughs> this one blew my mind, and it's actually it it was an account that we that we follow on our social media page. They made one today with fish sticks uh. and um. Uh, fish sticks yeah like truly like little fish stick tender looking things that they like pressed into the dough and then there was um tiny those tiny like cocktail pickles oh and um some other things and i and the way she described it it was like three different posts but she said she had been craving a fish stick sandwich this again I think this is someone in london
1: uh-huh
0: um and she was craving a fish stick sandwich which I don't think is. I mean, we have fish sticks here, but I don't think it's a thing we do in that. Yeah. As
1: much as maybe they do over there. Well, when you say, like, fish sticks, I think the first thing that pops into mind is, like, McDonald's coming out with that fish sandwich during Lent for, like the mm. catholic thing of like you eat like fish on fridays i think yeah or something like that so like that's i think my association with it but like fish
0: sticks no like these were truly like the fish sticks you'd see in the frozen section of the groceries Ugh. like they looked they were just like little skinny and and so that was pressed in with like some cocktail pickles and some tomato and everything and she so she did like three different posts like she posted it before it was cooked after it was cooked and then like sliced up and cut and as she the the photos of it cut you could see like the flaky fish like kind of layered in the bread and i was like okay like i guess if you're actually craving a fish sandwich this is those things like she's included all because like you got that pickle Mm -hmm. which is your bite Mm -hmm. and she was dipping it she sliced it and was dipping it in tartar sauce oh man (laughs) and i was like uh, okay yeah so the the limitlessness of focaccia focaccia is truly like there's put whatever the hell you want on it. (laughs) Yeah well I mean it's
1: like she made a sandwich flat. Just an open face sandwich. Yeah Yeah, it was really really
0: interesting. And so I actually took two different recipes. Oh. Because I the first recipe I found, I really liked for the actual bread, for the dough okay. portion. And the toppings on that recipe were really simple. It was like um, rosemary, salt, and pepper. Like a really, It was a really simple recipe. But then I found another one that was this caramelized onion, melted brie, fig preserves. And so I kind of did a combination of the two where I caramelized so I pre-made the dough. I made the dough last night because they recommended at least 12 hours of rise. And this one in the oven at about 20 hours. Oh. So it was it was a 20-hour process for the rise on this one. And then I also pre-caramelized the onions. So I caramelized the onions last night, which I had never really spent a lot of time doing before. And I did it with a 50-50 ratio of olive oil and butter. Okay. And it took about 45 minutes. Like I cooked them down really, really Mm -hmm. slowly. Mm -hmm. And it smelled so good. Yeah. And then I put them in the container with all of like the sliced whole like garlic cloves.
1: When I walked in tonight, she was like, (laughs) you need to smell this empty container. And I was like, absolutely I do. And then it just, it it smelled amazing. I was very happy. Yeah. And got even more excited about the bread Mm -hmm. than I've been all week Mm -hmm. to try it.
0: Yeah. So... Then the process was, um, you know, I did, like, a two-hour rise last night and then pulled it out. A two-hour rise in a bowl covered in oil. So it was rolled in oil. Like, I can't tell you how much oil is in this recipe. That
1: that (laughs) is the thing with focaccia that I have always just been like, I know it takes a shit ton of olive oil, Uh and you, like, punch it down with your fingers, and that's all I know. Yeah.
0: So the first step was, like, creating the initial dough, it's kind of sticky. You get it to just barely soft so it's not sticking to your hands. Put it in a bowl, coated in oil, and then I like rolled the dough around. So like every...
1: 360
0: oil. Yeah, 360 oil. Um, and not like a pool of it. There was nothing sitting in the bottom. It was just coated. And then that was like a two-hour process. Then I pulled it out and like literally just like dumped it into the big pan with the, the high lip on it. Okay. And then just... It was so heavy and soft and pliable. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't have to work it at all. I literally just sort of like hang it, like, I hung it and let gravity like (laughs) rectangle it out for me. Do the work. And laid it in the pan. Did you, was there
1: olive oil in the pan?
0: Yeah. So, the base of the pan was two more tablespoons of olive oil, and I put coarse salt on the bottom. Mm. And then put the dough on top of that, spread it out. Um, And then today, like, it literally sat in the fridge all night, all day today. And then I pulled it out, and that's when I did, the finger punching into the dough. Okay. And everything I read was like, that is to, again, add oil to, mm-hmm. but also it emphasized to put oil around the edges because that's where you get your, like, edge crust. That's what okay. creates, like, a crust, so it's not just a rounded kind of bread on the end. It's, like, it creates that, like, good crust crust. And then, and so the oil I used from that, was draining all of the oil and butter from the onions. Oh. So I like had that and basically like drained all that yeah. oil into all the little pocket holes I Even poked. Even more flavor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all that oil went on first, and then I just hit a couple of the spots I didn't get into with straight regular oil. And then it was the layering of like the fig preserves okay then the onion and Hmm. then it was a whole wheel of brie that it said to cut into thick wedges Mm -hmm. and then layer all the way down yeah no like it was
1: (laughs) when you told me like about the brie i was envisioning these like tiny little dollops and then i got over here and you were like
0: i just put it in the oven go check it out and like so the (laughs) oven light
1: was on and i was like oh that's a thick wedge yeah like
0: hearty brie yeah i love that brie. that
1: brie is uh present well, in and a i found the fig recipe because
0: i was actually looking at i love like apricot and brie yeah and i like typed that in i was like apricot brie like look, like, let's see. and there were some and they were like um like dried apricots and stuff i was like no nah. mm. but then the fig i was like okay Okay. The so the fig you, one sounded great. Did
1: you make the fig preserves, or did you no? Just, okay. Those are just store bought from nice. Whole Foods, but mm. still, I figs add such a like nice sweetness that's mm-hmm. not overpowering. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. This is really good. Mm-hmm. So you spent essentially mm-hmm. twenty hours making this thing, right? Yeah,
0: it was a long process, but it was in itself was very easy. Okay. Um i'm sorry <laughs> um
1: slurping up those onions
0: the dough came together really easy i just did it in my mixer for the most part okay. and then i hand kneaded it after a certain point for a few minutes and like, like couldn't have been easier i pulled it out of that two hour rise punched it down
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then just stretched it nice onto the pan
1: Well, yeah, so it was interesting like these um, toppings because when I was kind of looking into like the history of focaccia because I was kind of like, well, I know it's Italian, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, what else is it? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like one of those things where um, so the origins of it actually uh, predate uh, the Roman Empire. So this is like old. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the, you know, focaccia comes from the – Latin words, panis uh, focacius, which means um, fireplace bread, because oh. this used to be made like in the fireplace, like along the coals, like that heat, and it was almost okay. like a flat bread. So, this was a question I had for you. Like, they were mm-hmm. kind of saying um, it used just a very little amount of yeast. Was that
0: true? Yeah, so it called for two teaspoons, which they said. It also gave the gram measurement, but they said that's slightly less than your standard yeast packet. Yeah. So it wasn't a full packet. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, because it was almost like um, they kind of compared it to this is a lot of, it's like a lot of different flatbreads because flatbreads are basically universal every mm-hmm. you know continent has their own or yeah. country or whatever. Um, but that there was like a little bit of yeast to leaven it so that it was a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because it was like, this spread throughout uh, Europe essentially because the Romans, like as they were conquering you know different countries, they were kind of like bringing this and spreading it because it was a cheap way to feed their soldiers and also some of the slaves. Okay. Um, and so it kind of like spread throughout because of uh, the Roman Empire. But when I was looking at, there are like all these different regions of Italy, and they all have their kind of different takes on it. Or, like, there are these different, um, like, some are known for being a little bit thinner and crispier. Mm. And then others have, like, the rosemary
0: right. um,
1: version. There's, or there's also
0: rosemary. Oh, nice. Uh, just because it was in the other recipe, I was like, can't you hurt. can go wrong with a little rosemary.
1: <laughs> uh, but there was also, like, there's this one region in Italy, and I, of course, I like, can't remember the name of it. But it's, like, uh, a layer of bread, and a layer of cheese, and then another layer of bread, which is sound i think it was That's like our dream yeah that is how we want to be buried <laughs> d rocco or something like that okay um which sounded amazing but i thought uh it makes sense that like all the different uh places in italy would have their own take on this yeah. i mean it's bread but like and then when it came over to the united states like as people immigrated then you know we started having our own take on it and i think it was kind of they're saying like in the 1990s, there was just this like focaccia boom of like every restaurant mm. that was like moderately Italian had that, that trendy, you know. As we were talking the other week, that bread basket mm-hmm. on the table that mm-hmm. everyone's super into, and when I think back to like, you know, those American Italian restaurants, I was like, oh yeah, it always kind of was like a form of focaccia. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was kind of interesting, but it truly is so so customizable.
0: No, cool. I mean, seem, I mean, completely endless. And you could make it... I was half tempted to make two different kinds because it's a big, large sheet pan of it. And I was like, I wonder if I did like half of this. And then, I mean, I was looking at like a prosciutto topping mm. and then, or just like a really simple, like I really love the flavor of like sun-dried tomato. Yep. And just dipping it in oil. Because yep. this one's really heavy with all these toppings. You couldn't really dip it. But I love that oil and you put some like cracked pepper in it and just
1: i mean it's mm -hmm. hard to beat that
0: and because you could do this quicker you don't have to do that long rise but i'm glad i did but i mean i could see making this often instead of pizza well, yeah, like, so that was the thing where it was kind of like this, like,
1: because I feel like kind of what we're eating tonight is I'm like, this is a variation of pizza mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, but they were kind of saying, like, so what is the difference between focaccia that, you know, like focaccia and pizza? And it was like, well, pizza is a little bit of bread with a lot of toppings, and focaccia mm, is a lot, a of, lot bread of bread with a little bit of toppings. Uh huh. Uh, and I think that's actually kind of true. Um, yeah. so it's interesting. Uh, I've never made focaccia. I think because I've always been a little intimidated by it because it's like okay, there's so much oil, there's so many stages. Like it was really,
0: I mean, truly, it really was simple. And I think I this would be in my head, my like mom brain goes to, um, because you know you see moms on Pinterest or Instagram or whatever like pizza night sleepover. Da, 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 da. Eh, I don't know about that. But I could see doing this and then just having, like, slabs of dough for all the kids to just put yeah. their own toppings on.
1: Your daughter could do her goat cheese edition because her daughter I has the palate did. of a full-grown adult. <laughs>
0: like, I almost did a goat cheese oh, recipe.
1: I would have lo- I love goat cheese. Yeah,
0: I do, too. I mean, I would, I, again, we could just keep making <laughs> fig and goat berries. cheese. Ugh. Yeah, like, the goat cheese was an option. That's a little more... Um, I guess bitter, hard. What's the what's tangy? That? Yeah, it's just got a little more bite, I a guess, little than sour brie.
1: in a good way. Yeah.
0: Um, no, she she does love goat cheese. I catch her in bed with it all the time. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, I was, I'm happy with how this came out, and you know, it it's soft. It's it's soft. I think mm-hmm. with less toppings, it probably would have gotten a little more airy. Maybe because I feel like it really absorbed some of the-
1: well, and I I think this is a little bit different in some of the focaccia that I've had in that like it's not crispy, but I think mm-hmm. that that is because like the toppings are pretty wet.
0: Yeah, it's a damp top. <laughs> those those caramelized <laughs>
1: onions are just adding moisture. Like when she pulled it out of the oven, <laughs> it was bubbling mm-hmm. in like the best way, and that smell was it's so good. Ugh, it was something else, but mm-hmm. um. No, actually. So I found out the other month um, that Nashville actually has a focaccia now,
0: right? Which I had no idea about until you sent me a photo of yourself <laughs> holding a piece. Uh,
1: that's because it was it was so good. Um, it is this basically it's like a little pop up um, from a chef in Nashville who I think he'd been at uh, Pasteria. Um, oh, okay. And had gotten laid off because of the pandemic, and so was, like, trying to come up with ways, you know, to have an income mm-hmm. and do whatever. And so he started making these, like, focaccia pizzas, essentially, and just, like, doing them out of his apartment in East Nashville, and his friends, and then, like, friends of friends caught on. That's awesome. And, like, so he was just making them in his kitchen. Then he branched out to... um doing like a little set, he told uh, the girl cheesery mm. about it and so he was like selling them out of there but then business like got, um, like people k- kind of kept coming in like for that and so he kind of outgrew that and then, um, what was it, Set Sun East used mm-hmm. to be at Van Dyke Bed and Beverage right? and they closed down and so now um, he kind of opened, it's called St. Vito Focacheria and it's um, in van dykes it's in van dykes you can like order it from the bar i did a takeout option and mm-hmm. got he like the, he only has like two flavors one is like a really traditional like sauce cheese bread crumbs mm-hmm. very good um but the one i sent you a picture of <laughs> oh my god <laughs> It was a potato with like a white garlic sauce. Yeah. Oh my god! So
0: like that sounds so good. I it, saw some recipes with like <sighs> basically like almost like a scalloped potato uh-huh. on top, and I was like, oh okay. Well, it was really interesting because like it wasn't scalloped potatoes. Like it was like
1: cut up like russet potatoes. Okay but they were cooked so perfectly that like i felt like they were shoved down into like in those holes,
0: holes. and like
1: they were like a <laughs> buttery like smooth like texture yeah. when you bit in and then with that like white sauce with the garlic mm-hmm. like i <laughs> i was just like sitting there in heaven That's and i so think about it dope. all the time
0: yeah and because again like you have this base right yeah so you can get so experimental and to do a different special daily or weekly or however you want to run, that's yeah. so but ingenious. It's, it's also
1: like, you know, because I was kind of sitting there thinking about it, and I was like, you know, I, I love pizza, so I've tried quite a few different pizza places mm-hmm. in Nashville. I can't think of any off the top of my head that have potato. And no. that, like the first time I ever had. You just like
0: double down on that carb. <laughs> I want that starch, baby.
1: No, the first time I ever had a pizza with potato on it was in Louisville. I went up there for a weekend. And my friend and I went to Mm. Garage Bar, which is a great place to get a drink and grab a pizza. And there were these like really thinly sliced potatoes on a white sauce with like bacon, and it was so good. Sounds
0: really great. So I am so glad that there's like a (laughs) potato
1: option of that uh, in Nashville. But like I also just really appreciate that story because I'm like,
0: yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, you saw
1: something where there was like a gap in the market, or like you got could easily do. Yeah,
0: And it is such a versatile thing Mm -hmm. that because you don't need the big pizza ovens or the brick ovens or however, you know, there's so many like theories on how pizza should be made. And this was, if you can get perfectly good, a good base out of your oven and just go balls deep on... Whatever well, toppings you're feeling. And that was the so, thing, like when I had picked it up,
1: like I picked up the pizza box and I was like, oh, oh shit, this is substantial. Also, <laughs> the oil had soaked through the bottom. <laughs> so I was like carrying it back to my car, being like, don't bust through, don't bust through.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please don't stay in my seats. In oh, the car. oh, this
1: got put in the truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think that was the thing where you're exactly right. Like you don't need you don't need your brick oven, yeah. like or your pizza oven thing. Like mm-hmm. you can do this in a regular mm-hmm. oven and have this like yep. great turnout. Um, so yeah. It's I it's
0: exciting. I now I now I want to try it. Yeah, you definitely need to get out to into the world more. You can buy
1: it by the slice also. Like you don't Is have it to buy. served in
0: like rectangular? No, it's in it yeah,
1: it's in those big like rectangular yeah. pieces. I think one that's like this size, which will fill you up is like <laughs> I mean,
0: even this slice is yeah hitting it for still me. Still working
1: on it. It's like seven fifty and then I think for the like for the whole pizza, which I took it over uh to a friend's place. We ate maybe a third of it that night and then yeah. we split like I took half of what mm-hmm. was left home they kept the other half uh, and that like fed me for two
0: more meals because yeah. it's like I love it hearty <laughs> good good yeah I was really pleased and I think next time yeah would you I want to do, wanna do different? well no I think these toppings Please? are great but I think because you have that experiment like the so, so much freedom to experiment I would probably try to take on one of those because the other like kind of trendy thing to do is like make these like gardenscapes or like beautiful like scenes. Well,
1: yeah, last week you were like showing me pictures yeah. and you were, like, I basically want to make art out of this bread yeah, and, and I was I like think, into it. I mean,
0: I just got so excited about these flavors that I ditched that, but I would, and here's the thing, I still have, like I bought chives that I didn't use. I've got peppers in the fridge. Like I have all these things. I've got arugula, like I've seen like so many different toppings that I could just make this dough again and I already have those things on hand because it is one of the, like put whatever you're feeling on top. And I think some of those like pretty, they like, I saw one that looked like sunflowers and it was just like really thinly sliced yellow peppers that made the flour loot. And then like, um, the chives were like, blades of grass and just but i think the flavors are all still there
1: i wonder how much you have to worry about like moisture with like peppers and like vegetables like stuff like that
0: so you're still getting i mean you're still poking the 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 very first step before baking is getting all those dents in getting all those holes in and saturating it with oil. They were like, every pocket should have oil. <laughs> so your moisture, that's where it's okay. coming from. Gotcha. Um, and it doesn't bake that long. It was 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, because we literally just, like, stood in the kitchen.
0: And I think if you had if you had even less toppings on than, like, this, mm-hmm. it would have been that. It would have been that crispier mm-hmm. texture. So the I don't think the vegetables then get overcooked at 20 okay. minutes. I think you'd be okay without them, like, drying out too much or getting... I don't know it'd just be something to play with but i mean i was looking at yeah like arugula and pa- like shaved parmesan and there's just like so many yeah. ways to make it
1: endless as you yeah. were saying really that's like yeah so customizable mm-hmm. you can legit make a meal out of this
0: oh it is yeah yeah 100 percent. and i mean i cook meat almost never in this house so like yeah. this was like this is how we eat. <laughs> this is our main food group, so
1: Yeah, I mean I'm sure that this would um fill you up after like a really hard workout like Pilates. <laughs> 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 did you uh did you have a Pilates
0: class today, Kaylee? <laughs> I did. How how'd that go? It was so good. Did those I'm like hooked. Yeah? Yeah, and I didn't expect to be. I thought I would die. Okay. And it was I've never done anything like it. I went in thinking it was like, I don't know, a faster version of yoga. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I've done yoga. I did yoga a lot when I was doing chemo because it was like the only like thing I could do without just like just being so exhausted. Um it was so fun. <laughs> Not even fun, but it felt really, really good um because they were using it wasn't like floor pilates it was using this reformer so it was this machine okay which looks so intimidating and i was like surely i'm going to fall off and die and probably get my neck stuck in one of those (laughs) loops and the spring's gonna pop and like all these things were in my head and um the instructor was really great and she reassured me like last week she's like no you'll be fine she's like when I came in, I couldn't even lift my legs above my head, and I loved it so much that I became an instructor. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: I mean that's a <laughs> she's that's like, a testament. I
0: changed my entire career. She used to work in the um, music industry oh, and was working like touring with bands, and now she's Pilates <laughs> teacher. Um, but it was it felt really good it was like all the right amount of stretching and you're using all of your own body weight and then tension from all these springs and stuff and you know the thing I sort of realized is like when you're as big as me you're getting a way better workout (laughs) than a skinny bitch because your body weight is more so you have to be stronger like Uh so you're it's like all this like tension movements and using your I don't know I yeah. felt so good. And it, was like, it wasn't it was so, like, strenuous, but everyone in there, again, it was also small classes, those micro classes. So there was three of us. Okay. And uh, the instructor. And I was talking to one of the other women, and she's only been doing it for about three months. She's an older woman, probably in her 50s. Okay. And she was like, uh, the teacher, the instructor had told her it was my first time. She's like, oh, you're going to be great. You're going to love it. Um she's like and i was like yeah it's it's pretty intimidating looks pretty crazy and she's like but you're you're all on your own machine and you literally don't have time to see what anyone else is doing
1: so you're not paying attention you're
0: not paying attention to them and they're not paying attention to you so you're really just like in doing your thing which i love because i feel like other group classes you're just constantly comparing Mm -hmm. yourself
1: well that's the thing like i like when you kind of said like micro class Mm -hmm. i was like oh that's really interesting because I think when I think of one, I don't like exercise classes in general because mm-hmm. I like it's hard to turn off that. Like, oh, am I fucking it up? Am I doing it wrong? No, it was so good. But I think there's also something where, like, when I think of Pilates, I think that um, there's like a certain body type that I associate with that. So, like, mm. hearing that it was like size inclusive or. She, and
0: the instructor's not a small girl. Love that. Yeah. And, and. I did too. I mean, that was part of the reason I was like, okay, I'm watching her do this. And she's so much stronger than me. She goes on a different machine and she's like, cool. <laughs> but like also isn't like that stereotypical, like ultra slender person. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I really want. More than anything, if I can have that strength, that, mm-hmm. that I love that. Because that was my favorite part of working out during school sports and stuff is I loved being in the weight room but now i don't want to walk into a gym and try to remember how to lift weights or yeah. do these machines i've never been on before and so going in there was like way better okay and you can feel your own limitations right and yeah. so you like you can feel how far you can stretch or if you can or can't touch your toe like you know your limitations so you're you're physically feeling it improve as you're stretching out over the course of the yeah
1: well it sounds like it sounds like it's mm, exercise and like knowing your limits or like Mm -hmm. going to the level that you're at not necessarily being like everyone's on the same plane
0: 100% Okay. yeah you're not trying to keep up with an instructor who's like okay and double time (laughs) like it's not Yeah. it was like so chill and she was great one she like knew I was coming in being like hi, I'm in the worst shape of my life and I've never done Pilates. Here we go. Help. <laughs> and, you know, she would be like, she told you where you were, like, placing your body, put your foot here, do this, do that thing. But then she was also really good about, um, hey, can I move your foot for you? And she would, mm-hmm. like, just adjust the angle of mm-hmm. my foot. And that was one thing I was, like, really surprised by is those slight adjustments completely change, like, the angle of my hips so the stretch was completely different and then i was feeling it in a different part of my butt or my thigh or whatever and so she was like doing and i was like oh now it burns (laughs) whatever i was doing wasn't anything and now like there it is like you feel that and she's like you'll feel it tomorrow she's like because you don't you also don't leave like exhausted you're not like (sighs) which i like a good cardio Mm -hmm. thing and you know when i run like I remember to, or make time to, like, once or twice a week at this point. And I like that feeling because I've always liked that. But this was, like, I left and she's, like, I liked the idea that I could go to class and not have to worry about showering after and yeah. I could still go to work or I could still go to, yeah, like, do my day. Well, because, like, when I've done...
1: I, this sounds very different but like mm-hmm. uh when I've done yoga classes in the past I always mm-hmm. liked that I left feeling like you just feel so good mm-hmm. like you're not worn out you're not like sweating yep. but you just feel like probably a lot of that is the breath work and like remembering to like breathe deeply yeah. and like all those stretches but um because like I went for a run this morning mm-hmm. um and that was the thing where, like, after the run, I was exhausted and was like, "Just get me to the closest right. shower immediately." Right? So yeah, it's a, a different, different
0: feel. It's a completely different feel, and you know, maybe at that that feeling is maybe what I need right now to like get me into a more consistent workout, yeah, regiment, because it was that thing. She she said the same thing. She was like. I felt like I could come back tomorrow and I didn't need four days to recover mm-hmm. after like a personal trainer like put me through th- some fucking work. And she's like, and I just got stronger and stronger. And it's not about like – she's like, I feel so good and confident in my body. And I was like, yeah, this is like – like you're doing all these crazy motions with di- all these different contraptions. But um, it is whatever your level is at, that's where you're at. Like you can't – Yeah. There's no like – now faster like like literally you can only push so fast so there's i think
1: that's that sounds super appealing because i think
0: i mean when i left i was like i wonder if this is something you would come to because i know you're not into those things and i've done a few different classes over the years and you're like and i get it (laughs) because i don't want to be in those weird situations Mm -hmm. but i think you might find that this is a new way to mix it up because i know you also felt like you were like getting kind of stagnant with running or like you weren't excited about it like you used to be and that kind of thing and i think this might be a cool way to mix it up well
1: yeah because like i think one of the reasons that i (laughs) one of the reasons i had started running initially was Mm -hmm. because um it was cheap yeah Um, and no one, I didn't feel like anyone was watching me do it because, like mm-hmm. at the time that I started, I was just like so self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I fell in love with it, and then um, you know started training for like longer and longer races. Um, and then you know finally did uh, a half marathon, like the Nashville half. Yep. And I did two of those. There was what was it? Yeah, 2019. <laughs> that year uh (laughs) I did two half marathons and then I feel like after that I've just felt burnt out from running and I like I don't get the same enjoyment from it that I did like it still feels good for the most part right but I think that there's that thing like when you were talking about um like with cardio there's that immediate feeling like you get those endorphins you immediately feel good and like there's that instant kind of payoff Mm -hmm. and strength training is really different and I think for me it's intimidating because like I don't want to go to a gym and like learn in front of people exactly um so no that does actually Mm sounds really appealing (laughs) I'm gonna be thinking about this After I I mean, well, we
0: could look like next weekend or something and see if there's a class. Because, again, it's only three people. Yeah. So we would take half, more than half. (laughs) Yeah. We know how to do math. We'd be
1: (laughs) (laughs) two-thirds.
0: But, yeah, I think just for you to try it, because I know you've mentioned in the past, you were kind of like, I don't know, and I've suggested other things, and you're like, I don't want to walk into a group situation, which I totally get. But um, I felt good. We'll see how, like, if I'm feeling, like, sore and stuff tomorrow. But you could feel the burn, and you can also, like, push yourself. I love
1: that feeling, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I love feeling sore. Mm -hmm. I love knowing, like, oh, I really worked, like, Uh this area. It's going to improve. Like, that is such a good feeling. Yeah, it
0: really is. And, like, the, the older lady I was talking to, she was like, she's like, yeah, you leave, and you feel like you've done nothing. And she's like, it was so satisfying to be, like, Oh, I worked this part of my thigh which has never hurt a day in its (laughs) life like oh my god, okay Like I was actually doing something. Yeah Um, Yeah, but you also again you leave you leave with all those endorphins without all Mm -hmm. of like the grossness Mm -hmm. and so I just felt like I'm sure she was just like, "Oh my gosh, this girl's too enthusiastic." But I was like, "This was so great." Like, <laughs> oh, did did you get enthusiastic about something? I mean, I was <laughs> I was enjoying myself. <laughs> uh,
1: that just made me think of that conversation we had the other day, where we were like, "Do we get enthusiastic about Are we anything?" Exciting?
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't. Except, I think it comes out when we talk about our food uh-huh. <laughs> and when we talk about uh, comedy. I think comedy. Yeah. Um, but other than that we're pretty we've got a pretty steady baseline real laid back <laughs> um, but in in your words 1010 would recommend <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it was a good um, I'm glad I went out and did it yeah. tried the thing nice way mm-hmm. to way to try something new
1: slightly outside your comfort zone
0: um, I don't know if she's done it or it's scheduled but she's working with one of the NFL players Okay. to do like foot and ankle strength oh wow which is crazy yeah but it makes perfect sense Uh for like high caliber athletes Mm -hmm. well so this is interesting uh one of my
1: friends uh hey emily uh (laughs) she is a pilates instructor but um Get ready because I'm gonna text you about this. Uh, I don't. I don't think she's ever mentioned machines. Like I think it's more. Yeah. So
0: there's groundwork. Okay. And these were on reformers.
1: Okay. Emily, have you ever worked with reformers? I'm gonna ask. I don't know. Yeah. It's. I enjoyed it.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. This is completely changing my view of Pilates. Okay. Good. So Mine too. Because I this. like
0: walked in like being like. Here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I feel like I have, like, one friend who also does, like, bar stuff. Oh, and yeah. And, like, she loves it. And I have truly been, like, I have zero desire to do mm-hmm. that. That uh, sounds, same. like, not a good fit. And no. also just, like, intimidating no, a specific this, way.
0: I think this is one you would actually feel okay about because you're in it. And, again, like, your body size – The only limitations that you have with your body, which I think just changes as you, like, progress, Mm -hmm. is, like, literally, my rolls mean I can't bend all the way one way or (laughs) another. You know what I mean? Like, those kind of things. But, like, I think the more you stretch and stuff, that becomes less of an issue. Okay. And theoretically, they go away a little bit, too. (laughs) And you do lose weight or inches or whatever. But, um I mean, there's some of that limitations, but I didn't at any point feel like, oh, I'm too fat to do this or I'm too out of shape. Like, I felt really good about I'm moving my body. It burns in the right ways. Obviously, the endorphins kicked into my brain because I became joyful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can see the joy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Overall, it was, I mean, I think it would be a thing for you to try. And maybe you can and then we can talk about it.
1: Yeah, um, I am kind of feeling that that might have to happen uh, at some point mm-hmm. in the near future. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll make another thing of focaccia and <laughs> <laughs> destroy all of our progress <laughs> or give ourselves energy to continue through our lives. That's true. That also. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, man.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I'm still eating on the spread. I've noticed you've stopped, and it's well, a- it- sort of offensive.
1: It's because I was also like asking questions, and you know, like I'm still eating. I just want to show you
0: when I lifted the bottom of this, you can see all the the oil oil. (laughs) because this is the edge where the oil really like pooled.
1: Yep. Well, I'm I'm about to grab a bite of that corner. Mm. I'm just these onions are so good. You like
0: them? I I love a caramelized onion. These
1: are really, really delicious. Got so excited, I basically spit.
0: I caught it with my tongue. Don't <laughs> worry.
1: We're real close across this table. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Nope. I got that corner. It's so it's good, very though. Very oily.
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pour some more wine. Mm-hmm. Hit me up. Well. Nope. Sorry. Finish. Guess I'm waiting and I'll open for the, the next other bottle. One. <laughs> oh, I
1: made. Uh, well, I had biscuits this week.
0: You had biscuits? I okay. had
1: biscuits. Um, we do have a biscuit episode upcoming.
0: Absolutely. We're in the dirty uh, south, y'all.
1: Like, yeah. And actually, I think that'll be interesting. Um, but I made these Parmesan black pepper biscuits. Oh, shit. Uh, they were delicious. Um, so I was pretty excited about that. But, like, I also feel like this week, um, spring has sprung So
0: sprung <laughs> in
1: nashville and so like i i think that's one of the interesting things about food is like you start kind of craving different things when the season changes 100
0: yeah. percent where it's
1: like you know we've been in comfort food mode so Warm, like cozy yeah. the the night i made biscuits i had this like black bean soup with this like parmesan black pepper biscuits because it was like 35 degrees that yeah, it night it got really cold this mm-hmm. week all of
0: a sudden yeah and so
1: i was like oh, I want to have, like, another, like, comfort food night while it's still cold and having on my oven feels cozy instead of sweltering. Right. Um, But I went for a walk uh, last night after work, and it just, like, felt like spring, and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, I want, like berries and smoothies oh, and i want uh, yeah. like a good salad today. yeah, yeah. Yes. i like yeah. i want some sandwiches in the park like i just oh thank you mm-hmm. um just hit me with uh this this new bottle of wine i'm very into it <laughs> um so i feel like i'm like thinking about those like i want fresh i want yeah. crunchy i, I want to Um, yeah, I mean you you always like have a garden and Mm -hmm. you're growing things. Are you like are you excited to plant something? Yeah, I kind of got a
0: late start on it. I think well like starting this new job a few months ago or a month I don't know how long it's been. It feels like a lifetime (laughs) but um That's sort of like put a just damper on all of my like typical spring planning, but I will absolutely be planting some things. I do get into that mode and it's here like you feel it with the sun out today especially.
1: Did you like um did you have a garden growing up? Is that something that your parents did or like
0: mm, no, they did, they gardened on and off. I remember when I was probably like kindergartenish age, they had a big garden and then not again until after I moved out. Then they got into it after I was gone but Arizona is also a really hard climate to grow in. Yeah. And so the soil is really not I would it's not fertile soil. They also live my parents live on top of a hill. So the wind is like mm-hmm. super crazy. They mm-hmm. like they already live in an area that's like really windy all summer. And it's a hot wind. And so being on top of a hill with the wind, like my dad it dries everything out. It dries I'm sure. everything out. It's impossible to keep like the soil moist and um you know, they've tried different like box gardens and planter garden, like different things and with mixed success. But I I mean here, the growing climate here is insane. <laughs> I mean my tomato plants last year were as tall as my six foot fence. Like yeah. It was wild. But didn't you grow,
1: like, you were growing, like, I think it was, like, zucchini and cucumbers mm-hmm. last year that were just, like, giant. Giant,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So things grow here really oh. well, which and makes basil, it...
1: you gave me so much fresh basil last <laughs> summer. I was so happy. Think oh, about so what good. we could
0: put on focaccia. Oh, damn. All those tomatoes and basil uh. and... Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to take it to the next level of homegrown, yeah, homemade. Man.
0: <laughs> I mean, I made my own pesto last year uh-huh. for the first time and... Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: you got into it. See, that's interesting because, like, I have zero desire to garden Mm -hmm. or do anything like that because as a kid.
0: It was like chore. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. Every, like, and I think part of this is, like, um, so (laughs) I mentioned this before, but, like, truly, my mom was born Amish, Mm -hmm. um, and then she was raised conservative Mennonite, and then um, my dad doesn't come from that tradition. She like married outside of it, but I like
0: what a slut.
1: <laughs> I mean, she was wild, a wild child. <laughs> uh, but she like she wore a covering. I think until like a a head covering mm-hmm. until I was born. And like, oh really?
0: Yeah, I thought interesting.
1: Th- I thought that she had quit wearing it like before she met my dad Mm -hmm. and then i was like why did you quit wearing it and she was like well you were born and your dad and i had a conversation about like is my daughter gonna wear head covering and your dad was like absolutely not and she was like so why am i doing this And Mm -hmm. so she quit. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad I set you free, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, like, it truly in the Amish and, like, conservative Mennonite tradition, like, Mm -hmm. you come from an agricultural background. Mm -hmm. Like, that is a very big part of it. And, I mean, Ohio, like, you know, corn, like, all of that, like, truly is there. And so I grew up with, like, every year it was peas and corn and lima beans and uh zucchini carrots strawberries like all of that stuff and it like i just have so many memories of just like back breaking work and like (laughs) weeding and like i hated it and my mom both my mom and my dad too like they still have a garden dad does a lot in it he loves it like They love having that, like, we grew this thing, this is homegrown. I
0: think that's the biggest takeaway for me is, like, you can see your literal, like, the literal fruits of your labor. Like, you're watching this thing that you're nurturing in a way grow and, like, produce and then also feed you and provide for you. And it is a very satisfying feeling.
1: And, like, intellectually, that makes so much sense Mm -hmm. to me. But I think... I just, like, every time that I have, like, like I remember one of my friends here, like, she and her husband, like, left for a week, and she was like, hey, can you, like, water our garden, like, while we're on? I was mm-hmm. like, absolutely, I will, like, feed yeah. the cats, water the garden, like, whatever. And that, like, I was like, oh, I remember, like, doing this, and I didn't mind doing it for them, mm-hmm. obviously, but it was that thing of just, like... I think I had so much resentment as a kid because it felt like I didn't have a choice. Yeah. And it was, like, this thing of, like, I was expected to do it. I wasn't thanked for doing it because I'm I'm the kid. Like, th- mm-hmm. this is your mm-hmm. responsibility. And then I also <laughs> – this is so weird, but, like, with the strawberries, like, you <laughs> you would have to, like – go pick them in the morning like because you know when they were ready they were ready and i just remembered i hated that feeling of like sticking my hand like into (laughs) (laughs) like wet leaves because i always thought that there were bugs and like freaked me out and so i just like i hated Um, it so much um
0: see i don't mind any of that i find it really relaxing yeah because again i can see like as a kid you're like it's a fucking task right Mm -hmm. but for me it was like this thing either like last year obviously i wasn't working and i would just go hang out there i was i've never been more tan in my life (laughs) you were
1: brown i was so (laughs)
0: dark um you know being unemployed during quarantine i just like was out there all the time but even when i was working and doing it it was like this thing i knew i got to come home and take 30 minutes and water and just check where things were at and It was, I do, I am someone who does like being outside and in nature to a degree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I subscribe to a little bit of the hippie stuff. Like, I'll come out and do, like, grounding things where I'm, like, barefoot in the grass or whatever. That is relaxing to me. And it has also been really fun to do it with a kid, though, because my whole thing is she's pretty I'd say she's pretty prissy in like the sense of like loves a good princess story, loves pink and Mm -hmm. dress up and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. But exposing her all this, it's one appreciation for food because she doesn't eat meat, period. Mm-hmm. she's been raised vegetarian and she so
1: loves a vegetable she
0: is so like she loves
1: one time
0: her, her palate like,
1: no when she <laughs> this was like this was a thing where i was like oh your daughter is like goals for me right now <laughs> yeah. we're like you guys came over to my pool like last summer yeah and juniper was like hungry and i was like okay i'll go like run up and like get mm-hmm. some snacks from my apartment and i brought <laughs> down like Carrots and hummus and, like, some chips and, like, I think some cookies. And she went right for those carrots. Yeah. And I was like...
0: Yeah, she goals. does.
1: Your goals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um So it's a good thing for her to, like, be hands-on and, like... be she She'll eat tomatoes like apples, which I'm not there yet, but I'm getting better oh. as an adult because tomatoes were not my favorite yeah. growing up. But I've, like, come around to it. I mean, she'll just snack right out of the garden, which I think is so cool. Yeah. And also it's the only time I mean a little bit when she's playing with her friends and stuff but she like gets in the dirt and she's she loves playing with earthworms and she loves inspecting all the bugs Mm -hmm. and looking at the different colors and the wings and you know like and I was always a bug kid too yeah and so I I'm not a squirmish part like there's a spider on the wall in the corner weird bug like okay like i'm it doesn't face me in that same way
1: no but like back to the gardening gardening a little Mm -hmm. bit like i like i'm thinking a little bit more about it and there were a couple of things that i really did like okay which was like i loved shelling peas Mm. because it was this like repetitive task and my mom and i would be on the front porch just like doing it together and that's when i could like get her to talk
0: oh interesting a little
1: bit and or like i would ask her questions about like tell me about when you used to do this as a kid like I would try like because my mom is not the most loquacious or the most talkative Mm -hmm. uh and I could like I could get her to like interact with me a little bit more if I was doing that Mm -hmm. but I also remember and I hated this when I was younger but the older I got like later on in my teen years and like in college um I enjoyed doing this was um we would make our own applesauce mm-hmm. and um, and it was like a whole or and like also um, freeze like creamed corn or like creamed corn like off of the you know corn that we had grown mm-hmm. in our garden um, kind of like these repetitive tasks but it was like an all-day thing where it was like with the apples you would go pick up the apples and then you would like boil them you would have to, you'd have to cut and boil and then like run it through the applesauce thing and like sweeten it and like dish everything out. And I used to do it with like my mom and my grandmother. Sometimes other aunts would come over. It would be like a whole, a whole day. Thing. Yeah, Everyone would take their share, you know, like it was this mm-hmm. whole like communal thing. Um, and I hated it as a kid, but I think the older I got, the more I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And like I, to this day, like, Because I didn't grow up with like store bought applesauce, like that shit grosses me out. Because I'm like, this has no flavor. Like, this Mm -hmm. is this is not great. Mm -hmm. Because I grew up with like the homemade stuff, where like if you have like a bite of applesauce that's like still warm, that like just came out, like it's (laughs) so good. Um, Or like corn. Like I didn't grow up with canned corn. That stuff grosses me out. I mean, I can't wait to see how <laughs> your garden plays into our baked goods. Oh yeah, I mean it's maybe be... we can
0: make some zucchini oh, bread.
1: Yes, yeah. We can uh, try some more focaccia with some, you know, homegrown. Oh, you know things.
0: I know you have a hangup on squash. I do, but I like you got me to try spaghetti squash. Oh yeah, I and love I feel spaghetti like squash. You
1: also made something with butternut squash that I tried. I just can't take that like straight yellow squash because like no, I get that <clears throat> there was a casserole incident as a child <laughs> where I maybe sat at a dining room table for like three <laughs> hours because I wouldn't eat it. There's some trauma, just some light trauma, a little, a
0: little trauma yeah. associated. But yeah, like I mean, a focaccia you could top it with random garden vegetables and mm-hmm. because you know usually I try to also grow peppers and jalapeno and I could see like a spicy savory. Mhm. I'm just gonna sit here and think about all the ways I could talk all the, bread.
1: All the ways we can uh, we can use that, utilize yeah. that garden. But oh, All <sighs> right.
0: This is fun.
1: This was fun.
0: A lot of food talk.
1: I mean, that's that's what that's we've signed up here. for. Yeah.
0: Are y'all excited that every fucking episode has been wildly different <laughs> in tone and structure?
1: We contain <laughs> multitudes. <laughs>
0: Oh, man we're still you
1: know what is this episode five we're still i think figuring this out yeah i think this is good
0: we're trucking along yeah. we appreciate it uh-huh appreciate you being here mm-hmm.
1: um yeah as always
0: like subscribe
1: rate review subscribe <laughs> do that uh you know follow us on instagram Check out our website. I think soon we'll be sending out the the recipes for the first month.
0: Yeah, if we get any subscribers, uh, y'all aren't <laughs> jumping on that opportunity. So we're just going to oh, keep this information. Why don't to you guys ourselves. like set us some
1: <laughs> secrets that we can talk about? I'd be so
0: into that. Where are you? Where is it? Um, it's so anonymous if you want to be. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the
1: next we'll be talking about biscuits. Okay. Um, Good. I'm kind of excited about that. I think all that'll right. be a good one.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: we should probably talk about who's going to bake what. I have some ideas. Anyway,
0: we'll get to that. We'll get into it. Um, but all right, guys. Cool. Thanks That's for listening. Yeah. Pass the bread podcast.com. Pass the bread podcast on Instagram. You know. You know where we are. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Go make you some pachacha. <laughs> Why don't you? Now that you know how to say it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.